Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, recording the second episode of the evening um, because our correspondent, Johnny Rowe, will be on vacation next week. So we wanted to do two episodes so we can make sure we're on track for the tour that rolls forward to the NFC East. Johnny and Blaine joining me, um, as always, we'll hear from them in a second. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York football giants, and the Washington Commanders are the teams of topic in this episode. A pretty successful division last season. We know about the Eagles, Super Bowl 57 losers, but they did make it there. Dallas Cowboys, uh, second-round playoff exit. The New York Giants, playoff win against the Minnesota Vikings, and the Commanders coming up just short of the playoffs. But nonetheless... Some teams with some serious intrigue, some teams that have a potential to go back to the Super Bowl, potentially reach the Super Bowl for the first time. Um, cannot wait to get into it all. Let's talk to the boys first, though. Blaine, how we doing? Um, how are you, buddy? Good, good. Back to good football in the NFC. Like we're floating around division to division in the NFC, and you're just waiting on, waiting on, waiting on this division. Good football teams. It's it makes it so much enjoyable. I love talking to you guys, but. Eagles, I, I want to hate so bad this year. Cowboys, I want to love. Giants, I don't know. Commanders, who the fuck knows? EB, do I not like you? Do I like you? I mean, we got a lot to talk about. I'm excited. Sam Howell? Yeah, commanders are going to be fun. Johnny, let's hear from you, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, love talking ball, and we get a double dosage tonight. And so, based off of the NFC South being a dumpster fire, this is a little bit better and if you think back, though, times can change fast. It wasn't long ago that we were calling this the NFC least. You know, this division was bad recently, and it's gotten a lot better. And in comparison to the AFC, it's not as good, but there are still some solid teams in here. And um, rosters that are more interesting to talk about, uh, you know, than like Derek Carr and maybe Kyle Trask or something. So like, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this and get your guys thoughts. Um, three teams from this division made the playoffs last year and um, definitely could, could be a, a repeat of that this year. And so, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. This is by far uh, top to bottom, the best division in the NFC. I don't even think it's much of a debate. I think you could maybe put the West up against it, but with the Rams, in potential hell and Arizona is hell along with Buffalo. Um, it doesn't look good compared to the NFC East. Let's hop in. We're going to start with the Washington commanders. I think we're going to start the episode off with a bang here um, for a team that uh, has the chiefs, former offensive coordinator, Eric B a team that has Sam Howell as, as its projected quarterback, but a team that has some really good weapons um, in a really unfortunately underperforming defense, but the roster is there. And Blaine and I will for sure be here to tell you that, that the roster is there on that defense to be much better than it is um, when it comes down to the actual football games. I think that the commanders, I love Terry McLaurin. I don't know anybody that doesn't love Terry McLaurin. I love Jahan Dotson. Um, I like Brian Robinson coming back. He was good. Even after getting shot twice last year in the leg, um, and they still have Antonio Gibson. I don't I, I, I don't know why they don't use him more. I don't know if that has something to do with Ron Rivera being at the helm. 
Um, but I think EB comes over and he's been utilizing multiple running backs over his entire Chiefs career. Um, and I think that that's only going to benefit Antonio Gibson. Um, I like this commander's team, Blaine, on paper. Let's start with you. Let's go back and forth here. Good draft. I like them going defense, back-to-back picks. You sure up the secondary. Um, Emmanuel Forbes, pick 16, and then Jartavius Martin at Illinois. Um, I like it, Blaine. I can't. Can it get much worse at quarterback? I mean, yes, you you want to you want to say, oh, Sam Howell, like, is he going to be horrible this year? But they were fucking bad at quarterback last year, and they have guys to throw the football to. Like you went through them all. I was high on Dotson last year. He produced. Curtis Samuel can cut a rug on the route tree. They're they're good. They they have the potential to be good. But like you said, everybody's question is going to be about Howell and. Well, I'm not I don't hold a genie ball or I'm not a, a magician to tell you he's gonna be good or bad, but I think he has the potential with Eric Bienemy, a great offensive coordinator. He did well in Kansas City, say what you will. I'm leaving the floor open here, guys. I'm not saying this is the worst team in the division right now. Uh, uh, clearly a Vegas thinks so, clearly everybody else thinks so, but I'm leaving the door open for the commanders to okay. do something. Maybe I'm uh Talk to me. Well, before Johnny goes here, um, they are the worst team in this division. I mean, there's just no way they're not. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Johnny will convince me. Otherwise, I think Johnny and I think kind of the same there, even though um, he's not as high as a guy we'll talk about here in a second. Johnny, what do you think about the Washington Commanders? I think that they're – there might not be a person I dislike more than Sam Howell outside of football. And I'll tell you why. I remember hearing this story, and I just brought it up. I I, I just remembered. Um, I'll read some of this article. Commander's quarterback Sam Howell's unique diet is going viral. Um, no, alert. don't tell me he's a vegan. It's, it's somehow worse. Spoiler alert. The commander's quarterback has never had a burger or a steak. Oh, my uh, goodness. The only meat that he's never had seafood, the only meat that he eats is chicken, primarily tenders or nuggets. So he's seven years old. And nervous um, bird. And he, he in the past, he brings his own chicken tenders to team dinners. This guy is a booger eating nerd. <laughs> and. I don't think it will be very long before Jacoby Brissett is starting at quarterback for this team. Um, chicken <laughs> is the only meat I eat. I've never had a steak. Commander's quarterback Sam Howell in the athletic article written by Mark Armstrong. So um, this guy's an idiot, and he is going to get phased out by Eric Bieniemy very quickly. I could see Terry McLaurin having fits on the sidelines when this guy is dirting balls to him in the first half of their first game this year. And I, I'm really just – I'm assuming that he's going to be terrible and Jacoby's going to be their quarterback. There is one storyline, though, however, that I am hell-bent on in regards to the commanders. I said this like a year ago. I believe that Chase Young is going to be on the Chiefs next year. I believe that even more now because the commanders did not pick up his option. The commanders don't really need to worry about giving a um, 
a, a contract of that size, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, to somebody like Chase Young, who has missed some time with injuries. But he is the perfect guy to fit a Spagnolo edge. He is the perfect guy um, that the Chiefs would trust their medical team on to make sure that the medical's fine, they would trade for. It just reminds me of what Brett Beach did for Frank Clark um, a few years ago. And I, this is all hypothetical, but I have like a, I have a hunch about this. I've had a hunch about this for a long time. And you cannot tell me that having EB in that building does not make it an easier conversation for the Kansas City Chiefs to have that. So my, my um, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist Chase Young to the Chiefs is getting closer and closer by the day. I do not think the commanders are going to be good. I think the commanders are going to be in a position to uh, pick a quarterback. Um, one of these good quarterbacks next year. Vegas has their total for over uh, wins. Uh, excuse me. Vegas has the over under on wins at six and a half. That's really bad. And uh, the well. commanders, the commanders have one of the tougher schedules um, in the league. There are only seven teams with a tougher schedule uh, than Washington. So I'm, I'm, I'm very low on Washington. I think they, I think they're a four or five win team. Dare we burn no, let's not do. Let's not let's easy. Not burn, let's not burn the schedule uh, bit here. We'll save it for. We have three teams left. We won't waste it on the Commanders, but um, I think that six and a half is low. I, I really do. Um, at at the end of the day, I know we stress the quarterback a ton, but I do kind of believe that they can win seven games. I think that that's crazy. It's plus money to bet that too. It's plus one sixteen on FanDuel to bet the over on six and a half minus one forty two on the under. So obviously, a lot of people think they're going to be worse. I, right. I just, I, I just don't see how Eric lets it get out of hand. Like if Sam Howell's not the guy, Eric runs a no bullshit camp. He runs a no bullshit locker room. Like if he don't like it, he don't like it. He don't give a fuck. Obviously, that's why he's not in Kansas City anymore. Yeah. So if Brissett's the guy, Brissett's the guy. If Hal's the guy, I believe in it. I, I truly do. So that's not a great locker. That's not a great one-two punch. Albeit while they're at six and a half, but I just, I just still think they're going to be okay. I don't think they're going to be that bad. I, com- I agree. The Commanders just another team that somehow stays relevant while being so bad. I mean, just an absolute dumpster fire of an organization, and I'm tired of talking about them. Let's move north. New York Giants. Now, this team, you know what? Actually, I'm going to say this, Johnny. I want you to pull up the New York Giants schedule because I'd like to do I'd like to do the Giants schedule uh, record predictor um, because I'm high on the Giants. I'm very high on the Giants. I'm high on dimes. I've said multiple times why I I love that they re-signed him. I think that being in a locker room and having a guy that you believe in and say what you will about people that talk about sports, they've never experienced – now, obviously, there's multiple people that have played sports that have been in locker rooms, but very often do we lose sight of the fact that when a locker room believes, it is very important. The Giants say what you will about dimes. They're going to go out there every week, and they think that Daniel Jones can get it done. And that is an obvious testament to what they ended up doing in the playoffs by going and absolutely dominating the Minnesota Vikings, if you guys had forgotten. Now, I am a little concerned with what I saw today in the um, group text. 
about Saquon. Um, I don't really get what he was saying where he might hold out is a card he could play. Hate that vibe uh, as we sit here in June, but I have a feeling that they'll get that resolved because I'm going to be positive Chandler today. Um, I do not like what they have on the edge. I could not name you a giant wide receiver until I realized that Jalen Hyatt got drafted out of Tennessee, who I'm high on. I think that's a great fit for him because there is nobody else around him. Unless I'm forgetting something, and Johnny and Blaine can can correct me if whenever I whenever I uh, turn it over to them, I couldn't name you a Giants wide receiver. Um, I mean, I know that we got one. The Chiefs got one, Richie James. But before he was on the Chiefs, I had no idea who he was. Um, Kenny Galladay, even though I knew who he was, I think he was actually a ghost because I did not see him play ever. Um, and so you give Dimes a young guy to build a relationship with. And a guy that's really explosive from college, Jalen Hyatt, and a coach like Brian Dayball. I was telling Blaine in the pre-show meeting why I'm so high on dimes. And it might not be because of the human being himself. It might be because of his head coach. And I love using this because I like tying it back to the worst quarterback in the league, Josh Allen. There's no secret why Josh Allen has regressed. He doesn't have Dayball anymore. When he got Dayball, he was good. He stinks now. And Dimes is on the right trajectory with a head coach that believes in him. They resign him. And while this might sound like a Daniel Jones ride, I'm here for it. And the Giants are going to be good, guys. The Giants are going to be good. I think the Giants are going to be, be better than the Cowboys. We'll get to it. Blaine. If the Giants are better than the Cowboys, I'll give you my damn life savings this year because it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Johnny. Mark it down. Life yeah. savings. Mark it down, please. I'd I mean, that. win by win by win. I, I mean, I would love to see Daniel Jones become this all of a sudden franchise quarterback after one year of making the playoffs that Dable just waves his magic wand and makes this guy a fucking great starter. He did. He's not. He's not. He's not. Saquon Barkley was finally healthy. Now Saquon's pissing me off and you're relying on, you, you said it, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, and Darren Waller, who has Darren Waller played three games in the last three years in the NFL? I forgot about Waller, and that Which, makes my argument really strong. Yeah, he's pretty fucking good. But, come on. Dimes dude. with a good tight end? You run the D- play action, you get Dimes moving the pocket, and all uh, of a sudden he's got Waller in the flat or on a 10-yard out, and he can either chuck it or he can run for seven? Uh, I mean, Dimes, baby! Danny Dimes is... I, I, do, I do like the fact that Dable and Kafka, like what they got going on there is is good. But you're relying on all your cards on Jalen Hyatt and and that with this division is really good. I just I just don't I just don't know. I wasn't that impressed by the Giants last year. They were good, but Johnny, I I <laughs> saying they're better than the Cowboys. Johnny is the figured out pod uh dad. So typically when the two screaming kids are yelling at each other, he always provides a good, fresh, calmed perspective. So, Johnny, I think we could really use that right now because my heart is about to beat out of my chest. I'm so mad at Blaine. I think it's funny how you call him Daniel Dimes, not Danny Dimes. Daniel. Like it's very sophisticated. I mean, he went to Duke. Damn, Daniel. Um, yeah. Yeah, so last year was a big year for, for, for Daniel Dimes and yeah. – I contribute 100% of it to Brian Dable. Um, 
I'm trying to say that in a way that doesn't take away from what Daniel Jones did. He still has to go out there and do it. But it, it, you're you're so right about the Josh Allen point. I mean, Dable moves the needle um, a lot. And I, I just can't get over this stat, though. I think I asked you guys this, so you might already know. So I, I won't ask again. I'll just say it. He had 15 touchdown passes last year. 15. How many rushes? That is it gets to my next point. His best attribute is running the ball. And I mean, like that, it kind of, you know, like in any sport, right. If you're in baseball, right. If you, in, in your playing career, you're kind of struggling at the plate. Well, if you made some good plays out in the field, that might help you with confidence at the plate. Daniel Jones is a really good runner of the football, I think. And um, he's gotten a little bit better at protecting it still needs to do some work there, but, I think by getting Daniel some success running, that gave him a little more like feel for the game and some more confidence, which led to some more success passing the ball. Now he was still 15th in the league in passing yards. Um, I just, I think last year guys was like the best outcome for a Daniel Jones led team. Like I don't see how it gets better than last year. Could they maybe repeat a similar uh season as as last year maybe i just see it i see it maybe regressing towards the mean a little bit um another good thing about the giants they have a franchise cornerstone star left tackle in andrew thomas he is an incredible football player and um he'll he'll be the blindside protector for for a long time for daniel jones or if they go with somebody else down the road i mean he's just going to be a really good player for them I really like their draft pick, this center, John Michael Schmitz. He's just going to be like a plug-and-play center, like like how Creed was for the Chiefs. And um, getting him out there is nice. Hopefully Evan Neal takes another uh, step forward at, at right tackle. Some really good players on this defense. It's nasty. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think Daniel Jones has another step. I think we saw his feeling last year. Um, and so I, I – I don't know if I hate the Giants. I definitely don't love the Giants, so Chan. Blaine, before you go, I know you have a point. I just want to read this off real quick. I want to see if you you like it or you don't like it. And I'm actually going to hide the name of the player so you can't have any. So this is this is player A. Averaged 18.9 yards per reception and scored 15 touchdowns in a season last year in college. Who's player A? Jalen Hyatt. Wow, Blaine. Really nice job. I wonder what team he's on. Go ahead and make your point now. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't like Hendon Hooker either, do you? So how the hell does that work out? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> well, the only mind. reason that Hendon Hooker had any of his yards is because he had a guy catching Because Jalen Hyatt. With it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You're not going to move the needle for me on a rookie coming in Throw the football to from Daniel Jones. I would take Hinn and Hooker right now with Hyatt on a field over Daniel Jones, who signed a he's gonna he, after that contract, he's gonna be looking at his mansion and saying, Man, I really don't think I didn't have that good of a couple of years, and I just had a really good year last year, and I gotta live up to my last year. He's gonna shit down his leg, and the Giants aren't gonna be as good. That's simple. It's that simple. Daniel Jones went to the Kirk Cousins school of racks, though. He got freaking paid. He got loaded, man. He went the Kirk Cousins method. I just don't like it. 
I don't see. like it. We're gonna see. I can't, I can't wait to hear you my reaction, Johnny. Do you have the schedule pulled up? Let's rip one. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I, I don't know if this is like a bit, but like the who the hell is that thing that we always do. I just have like a who the hell is that? Their backup <laughs> uh, left defensive end. His name's Habakkuk Baldonado. <laughs> <laughs> who is that guy? Seriously, I have never heard of him in my entire life. Can you? Okay. What's the name again? Uh, he went to Pitt. Uh, his name's Habakkuk Baldonado. <laughs> That's incredible. And before right. you do, before you do the schedule, I do want to note I really did like their first round pick, Deontay Banks, the corner out of Maryland. I think he's a really versatile corner. I think he's also kind of. I think he's like. This is always tough, but he's kind of like a sauce. He kind of has a nastiness to him, where he's not afraid to come up and hit, but he's a good ball ball hawk too. I think he's a good. Yeah. Rasheed Rice took him to school, but everywhere else he was great, which is awesome for Rasheed. That's why the Chiefs have him. Exactly. But I also do like what they did with Bobby Okereke, too, bringing that guy as a stud from Indy. Linebacker, watch out. That, I mean, that defense is going to be nasty, but like I said, Daniel Dimes. Right, what a rip. Blaine's keeping track, and you're going to yeah. do this, Chan? All right. We're going to have, have Blaine do the Cowboys because he's high on them for some reason. Okay. Uh, week 13 by love that yeah so 12 games little 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 vacation hopefully the giants stay off of that boat they went on with obj yeah, yeah. okay all right so uh they're home versus dallas week one win <laughs> oh man okay at, at arizona win at san fran loss home versus seattle mm. Win at Miami, loss at Buffalo, win home versus Washington, win home versus the Jets, loss at Vegas Raiders, win at Dallas, loss at Manders, loss home versus the Patriots. Win. All right, then we're at the bye. What are we at? Like seven and four? No. Oh. I'm sorry, I was on mute. Muted through the screen. Bad move on me. Win, 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 win. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, seven yeah. wins. Okay. So, so seven and five? And yep. just through the first um little bit that doesn't seem that difficult to me it really doesn't i mean i just think that they like i think their losses are against teams that are better than them but other than that not really i you had them beating seattle and buffalo well of course which beating buffalo yeah which i mean it just is that that's a tightrope there that could be easily five and seven it's in seattle no it's at home Oh, it's at home to say out in Buffalo. Yeah, I I can't flop anyway. No, 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 no. I feel a lot more comfortable with that. That's yeah. Okay, so seven and five. Vegas has the over under on their wins at seven and a half. So like, Vegas doesn't think they're going to win as much as you do early on. Okay, all right. So we're after the bye, seven and five. Uh, Home versus Green Bay. Win. At New Orleans Saints. 
Weird loss. At Philly. Loss. Home versus the Rams. Win. Home versus Philly. Loss. So Nine and eight. Them. At what? Nine and eight. So a, a, a win improvement from last season. They did tie. They I, I do believe they tied, right? Yeah, they tied. They were nine seven and one last year. So I guess so. It just goes to the point, Chandler. Like kind of like I was saying, like they maybe they can have a season like last year, but that's a tough schedule. That's, it's going to yeah. be hard to improve on that. Yeah, yeah especially I think Dallas week one. It, it, Dallas, Arizona, San Fran, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo. I mean, that's a gauntlet yeah. to start the season. It really is. Yes. And I, I do think it actually benefits the Giants playing the Cowboys week one because I think Dallas is a team that you don't want to play late. I think you'd rather – you at least get one out of the way early because I think that's your best chance to beat them if you're the Giants. Getting Philly two out of the last three weeks is brutal for them. They won't beat Philly. And we're actually going to move to the Philadelphia Eagles right now, or as some people are calling them, Georgia North. The Philadelphia Eagles coming off last season, 14-3, and Super Bowl 57 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, who now have two Super Bowl rings in the Patrick Mahomes era. Philly's going to be good. Um, but I think they have question marks. I think that they're aging in terms of their roster. I think that right now they are comparable to teams that have we've talked about on previous shows that have the roster to do it now. But their window is small, and it is not closing fast, but it is closing. Um, They're bringing back Jason Kelsey. That's big. I believe that Lane Johnson is back. That's also big. Um, I do like Jalen Hurts. I think he's good. I love Dallas Goddard. I love Dallas Goddard. I think he's a phenomenal tight end, and that drastically helps Jalen Hurts, a la Darren Waller and Daniel Jones. But we'll, we've already moved on. Um, and we haven't even gone to their receivers yet. Devonta Smith, we know about. A.J. Brown, absolute stud. Um, they are ready to go. I think they are the best team in the NFC. I do actually think that they're better than San Francisco. Um, just because I think that there's like some sort of weird, like I think there's a mindset there. I think that the Niners kind of view Philly, maybe the Chiefs kind of viewed Cincinnati for a time being. I think that there's like this weird mountain out there that we just can't seem to get over right now um and i think that's san francisco's issue with the eagles because the eagles um you flip them around on the defense and outside of the super bowl they're nasty they bring in jalen carter and nolan smith to add to that defense i think those are two really good picks for them um i know they get a lot of flack for picking georgia players but you really can't go wrong um unless you draft mccall hardman and in which case you can go really wrong, and now he doesn't have a pelvis after you drafted him. So Philly's set up for success, guys. Philly's the best team in the NFC. It would not surprise me at all if they make it back super, to the Super Bowl. Um, and if they play anybody else besides the Chiefs, I think they could win the Super Bowl. Um, and if they made it to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. So they're going to play again. The Chiefs are going to beat them again. So I think this is going to be a highly contested team. I'm going to flip it over to the boys. Johnny, we'll start with you. Obviously, a team that wants to run the football, a team that's invested heavily in Jalen Hurts being their quarterback for the future. But the running back room is going to look different. DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, along with Gainwell and Boston Scott back there. But um, 
it's going to look a little bit different. And I, I actually think I'm, I'm pretty much in line with you, Chandler. Um, I have said this a lot. I, I do think they're going to miss uh, Isaac Samalu at right guard. Uh, he got picked up by the Steelers, which was a great get by them. I think he's a really good player, even though he was the reason he false started in the Super Bowl on that fourth and one inches or whatever, when they were going to sneak it. Appreciate it, Isaac. Thanks, bro. Yeah, thank you, Isaac. Um, a lot of guys back, though, on this defense. Um, curious to see how the interior is going to look without uh, Javon Hargrave. But I just I think it's I think it's a really good team. I worry about the the what do they call it? Like the you lose the Super Bowl hangover, yeah. you know, may, but in an NFC where they are so clearly um, superiorly you know, talented to other teams, I I think I think Philly is going to be uh, a really good team and a player I think is just going to continue to. Uh, be an amazing football player for them is is obviously A.J. Brown, but Devonta Smith. This guy had uh, nearly 1,200 yards last year, 95 catches, seven touchdowns. They call him like the Slim Reaper. A lot of people thought he wouldn't be able to have success in this league because of how skinny he was. It is. Um, he's nasty. He's really good, and he fits this offense well. Goddard continues to take steps. I, I'm pretty high on Philly. I think I think the pushback real fast. Not that I disagree. I I know all about the Super Bowl, like Super Bowl hangover uh, motto or whatever, but their style just doesn't really like. It's not really conducive to allowing that to happen. Like at the end of the day, Philly wants to line up and just beat teams into the ground. And I don't care if you lost Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl, you're going to be able to do that again. And they're going to do it. And one final note I want to make on their draft, um, and I'll move to Blaine. Another Georgia player, but Keely Ringo in the fourth round at 105 feels like a really annoyingly good pick. Um, they lose Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think that's a phenomenal fill-in. I mean, I know he's a rookie, yeah. hasn't played yet, but come on, Blaine. Yeah, yeah, no, good draft pick. I mean, it, it, there's something about this, though, like all the Georgia in this team, like it makes me hate them even more for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why, but – that makes me want to think they're maybe going to implode more than other teams probably have a possibility to, or that, that uh, there's something weird around it for me that I just, if it works, it's going to work really well because well, Georgia worked, but if it doesn't, there is a possibility. I, I, I just think that they're going to get a little bit question mark around their linebacker slash cornerback slash safety room. It got a little bit different. You th- Gardner Johnson, like you said, TJ Edwards, Kazir White, you know, some guys are leaving the room. It, it Incoming Terrell Edmonds, who's really good. Reed Blankenship is okay. He might start there at safety. You talked about Keely Ringo being in there. Darius Slay and James Bradbury are both pushing 30 and old. Are they going to stay at the top of the league? They're highly regarded upon, but we saw that Super Bowl and we watched that film. They're they're slowing down. So if there's a weakness, I think it is the secondary, but it's still really good. I mean, this roster is great. I don't I don't, I don't think we have to spend a ton more time because they are really good. No, and you know how you cover up a not great secondary? You have a bad of a pass. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. And, and they do. Um, how is Jalen not on the cover of Madden, though? How does Josh Allen get the cover of Madden? That is so dumb. They lost a customer. I, will not I just can't. I wh- wh- Josh Allen has not have has like zero meaningful wins in his career. Just came off of an absolutely brutal end of their season, fighting with Stephon Diggs. Like Jalen just 
had an awesome Super Bowl, even though it was a loss, is on the come up. Yeah. True. It makes so no dumb. sense because Josh Allen, A, is not good, and B, uh, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. What do you guys think about DeAndre Swift? I think it's a great fit for Philly, dude. I think Detroit yeah. used him very poorly. I think DeAndre Swift is good at catching the ball out of the backfield, but I don't think that's his strength, and that seemed to be what the Lions wanted him to do more than just run it between the tackles. And I think he's going to get in there with Jalen Hurts, and it's going to be a pretty good combination. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be another difficult fantasy choice, though. I, like, I think between Swift, Penny, Gainwell, and Scott, I mean, they're going to mix and match and divvy up the touches. And I think Swift's, like, best role, in, in my opinion, is like an Alvin Kamara role. Like, e- highly efficient touches, get the ball in his hands and let him go to work. And honestly, somebody who does better with volume is Penny. Penny does better with volume. The problem is, is he's been made of glass right. his whole career. And so – when Penny was having a bunch of success for, for Seattle, when he was healthy and out there, they fed him the rock. So honestly, like out of those four, I think Penny could get the most volume, but Swift could get um, like a lot of high value touches. Let's wrap up the show with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Say what you will about them. I don't tend to like them very much, but they are relevant year in and year out, whether you like to admit it or not. And they will be again this year. Um, probably their biggest offseason move, I'd say, was cutting Zeke, um, which a lot of people have been calling for a long time. But you know, he's just kind of been—he's just a cowboy. I don't—I can't see him playing for any other team. Um, but he's gone. Dak Prescott back. Um, it's Dallas. I don't think has that many changes in my opinion. They lose Schultz and. To, to the Houston Texans and like to our Giants point or to your guys' Giants point, like I have tried to defend Dak. I like Dak. I actually really do. I wish he was better, but I think 12 and five and a second round playoff exit is Dak's ceiling. I really do. Um, I also don't necessarily love his weapons. I know he has CD lamb, but outside of him, it's bleak. It really is. Tony Pollard coming off of an ACL injury. Um, I know that with modern medicine and stuff, ACLs, everything heals great. And I hope he has a phenomenal career. And I hope that I'm very wrong in this. It's still tough as a running back. That's already a major injury for a position that is very injury prone. Um, So Dallas, I just think that they're the same. I really do. Until they do something different, I think they're the exact same team as they were last year. I think they're going to be this year. I think they'll have I think they'll have moments in the season where they look like they could win the Super Bowl. I think they'll have moments in the season where they look like, what the hell, let's start Cooper Rush instead of Dak Prescott. And I think that's just kind of it's kind of what it is in Dallas right now. I just that's what I think, Blaine. I mean, I, I think they're going to be good. I really do. I I don't have a problem with maybe bringing back Zeke once it comes down the line. By the time this episode comes out, they might have on a small one if he doesn't go somewhere. But Tony Pollard's who they want. That's who Dallas wants. That's who the fans want. The fans were tired of Zeke last year. 
Hey, three point what? I think it was three point eight yards a carry. Just slower. It's increasingly declining. Move on. Cut the head off the chicken. Tony Pollard is a lightning bolt and was last year. Let him run. And C.D. Lamb, damn good. Brandon Cooks going to be good this year for him. Michael Gallup, pretty good. And it's just seen with Shoemaker can be good at it. from Michigan, the second round tight end that they drafted. I think it was late second round. Yep. Um, and then, you know, if Tyron Smith is healthy this year, he, he had to shake up the O-line because he went down with an injury. They're still going to be solid offensively. And I think the biggest thing to watch is Brian Schottenheimer. Is he going to be good after Kellen Moore's departure? Just a weird situation. So Schottenheimer was like the consultant over the top of this whole thing, overseeing what Kellen Moore was doing. Not necessarily, I wouldn't say overseeing, but kind of breaking it down. And I don't know if Schottenheimer was in Jerry Jones's ear or who all that was going on, but something funky was going on. And they kicked Kellen out the door, and I thought Kellen was pretty good last year. So if Schottenheimer can't put it together, this could be a derailment. But if he does, they're a damn good football team. Real quick before Johnny goes, they have some phenomenal draft pick names. I just want to read a few. Blaine mentioned uh, the tight end out of Michigan, Luke Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker, however you say it. That's a great name. Third-round pick, DeMarvian Overshone out of Texas, who's actually a really good football player, but uh, awesome name. Uh, Fourth-round pick, Volami Fehoko. I like that. Volami. V-I-L-A-M-I, Fahoko. And then the last one here, Asim Richards. <laughs> Great job, Cowboys. Really well done. Johnny, <laughs> go ahead. I think the Cowboys are going to be really good. Uh, I think they're going to be better than last year. Their defense wow. is net. Their defense is nasty. And actually, McCarthy's calling the plays. So it's – and if you look back, like, oh, McCarthy calling the plays – I can't remember the exact stat, but I was listening to another competing podcast, which is obviously not as good as ours because I don't remember the stat. Um, but McCarthy had multiple years in Green Bay with top five offenses. I know Rodgers was on the team and other, other all you know, he could have been a disaster, though, even with those guys. So I think he can call some plays. I'm not the biggest Mike McCarthy guy, but what he wants to do, he said, is run the shit out of the football. And where Dallas gets into trouble is when Dak throws too much. Mm -hmm. They need to control the game on the ground and then work in play action and let Dak, you know, throw into into wide open lanes uh, instead of having to try to win the game with his arm. Dak was tied for the league and the league lead in interceptions last year and he missed a few games. So it's like he he threw he turned the ball over way too many times. They like Tony Pollard. They, they're going to run the ball a lot. And with a stifling defense like they have, I think this is the best defense in the NFL. I think that they're going to ground and pound, bonk, and have a great season. Um, and I hate saying this because I cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys. So, like, I'm not just blowing smoke here. I really do believe that they're going to have a, a really good season. And we'll compete for with with Philly to win the the division. Uh, one thing I do want to say about um, them too is that they brought in Stephon Gilmore. They've done this; they're in this weird in between of like, do we get younger and more explosive, or do we keep adding veterans who were used to be really good? And Gilmore has had a lot of good time in the NFL, but I think he's on like his fourth team in four years yeah, or something like that. Um, so 
I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. There's some underlying metrics that say Diggs is actually not as good of a corner as his interceptions um, and turnover plays would would lead you to believe. Um, but but they have the, they have Micah Parsons. Like he's just unreal, and they're just letting him rush the passer now, and he's he's unblockable. He's going to wreck your game at some point, if not at multiple points. So I I think I think that I think they're going to be a good team. If they do this stupid move that I've been seeing, though, I it will be so Cowboys. If they bring Dalvin Cook in, I, 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 there are people that are saying that they have been talks. They might bring him in. If they do that shit again, then they'll always be this same old Cowboys team who have who haven't done anything in the playoffs for thirty years. Uh, notable pick too that ties into Johnny's point. I love Mozzie Smith from Michigan. Oh, yeah. I thought that he if. I thought that if he was at 30 uh, or at 31 with the Chiefs pick, if it wasn't – I thought he was a potential. I really did. There was a report that said the Chiefs were trying to get up and get him, but Dallas took him. So the Chiefs yeah. obviously like him. I mean, a guy that's just an awesome space eater. That's a really good point that you brought him up. I'm glad you did. And, like, if you have to devote extra resources some, to someone who takes up space like that, that only leads to more success for Parsons. 100%. Uh, and Lawrence Josh. and Armstrong. Like, dude, that's, yeah, great points on how good that defense is. And Dan Quinn, we've talked about him on this podcast for two years straight. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's an unbelievable defensive coordinator. You're right. Johnny, do you have the schedule pulled up for the Cowboys? Oh, we're ready, boys and girls. So, Blaine, it's your time. Blaine's going to do this one. Okay. Blaine is on. Uh, I've got it. I've got it written down, or I'll get it written down. Um, I'm. I'm thinking this is going to be kind of a high win total here for Blaine. Yeah. Vegas, I, I mean, oh, go ahead. Vegas over under nine and a half, Blaine. Nine and oh, half. I, I mean, I'm smashing over. Hey, we even said in the pre, pre-pod meeting, Chandler, of how high I was. And, Johnny, I'm glad you are, too. It makes me not feel bad. It makes me feel <laughs> uh, smart. <laughs> I really hope, like, there's going to come a time where I, I feel like you guys are giving me too much credit because I kind of just, like, I get these feelings and I just go with them. Same. I got lucky on most of them last year. I missed on some. There's going to come a time when I am just ice cold. And hopefully it's not this year, but uh, okay, let's do this week seven bye. So we'll go through the first six and then recalibrate. Okay. Yeah. Week one at New York giants. When week two home versus New York jets. W I like that. That's an awesome game. At Arizona. W. Home versus New England. When? At San Francisco. When is that? What? Sunday, October 8th, week five, Sunday night football. Oh, Sunday night football. I'll go loss. And then they go week six at LA Chargers, Monday night football. Oh, I like the rest. I'll go when. So you're five and one. Hold on. If... The San Francisco game was at any other time besides Sunday Night Football. Are you taking Dallas? Mm, I, I mean, that's a toss up for me. I'm not. I'm not one way or the other. But I'm leaning no, San Francisco win. earlier in the year. Your win. No, your loss. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, loss, and then they beat the Chargers at the Chargers. Yep. Five and one. Okay, let's come out of the bye here. Week eight, home versus L.A. Rams. When. At Philly. 
And we we said Philly's schedule was pretty easy early. Did we not? Did we say that? So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. T- I'm, I think they're gonna beat them. I think they're gonna beat Philly early oh on. God. Shut hey, up. Home, home <laughs> versus the Giants. <laughs> when they're gonna sweep the Giants at Carolina. When at uh, home versus Manders. When fuck, dude. Home versus Seahawks. Okay. They're 10 and 1 right now. Okay. That's fine. Home versus Seahawks. When is this? Thursday, November 3rd. Yeah. When Gino's not, Gino's not going into Dallas and winning that game. Okay. Then on off of a mini buy, they are home versus Philly. Fuck, dude. That. Oh my! This schedule is playing to their hand, guys. They got two long weeks off two of their best teams. Back You're going to go two and zero against Philly. Well, I think they're going to win the division, guys. That's where I'm headed. That's what I was going to say at the end of the pod, but I just had to no say it right analysis there. Analysis in the bit. God Respect damn it! Loss, loss. All right, fine. Loss. Philly's going to fumble somewhere else. So that's and Washington, Seattle, Philly. That's a three three in a row at home right there for for the for the Cowboys. So now they go two in a row on the road. At Buffalo. When? Love it. At Miami. I'll give them a loss there. Home versus the Lions. When? Finish the year at Manders. When? Damn. That's the was a that's incredible. Fourteen and three. Uh and ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's the show. Uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Blaine's <laughs> <laughs> in the trash. Get him out of the day. Get out of there. Get out of the trash. Four, uh, three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. But I will say this, Blaine. There, there are some good reasons. There were a few games where I might have gone the other way. But, I mean, you give me two losses. If I give you – or if I take two wins away, it's 12 and 5, just like last year. Yeah, no, and it's very possible in spots. I would, I would probably, if I were to go back, like if I'm thinking a record, I think they are, they're a 13 win team, not a 14. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, okay. I mean, it pisses me off, but it doesn't piss me off that bad. You know, they're, I just, I, I don't think Philly is gonna look out. Let's let's get there. Let's wrap up the <laughs> NFC North, or excuse me, where's my head at? The NFC East with our poof. Predicted order of finish. I was first last show. Let's go ahead and host picks. I'm going to pick Johnny to go first. All right. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be a two-team battle at the top with Philly and Dallas. Um, And here in this moment, I still think Philly wins the division. But I think Dallas – I mean, I think these are the top two – I guess it'd be the one in the five seed, but like these record wise are the two best teams in the NFC. Wow. And we do get one before the season. This is just the rough draft. We get to lock it in. So maybe my mind will change, but I, uh, I'm just going to still go with Philly followed by Dallas, followed by the giants and the Manders are in the cellar. Okay. I'll go seconds. Um, I am going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles to win. I'm going to pick the New York Giants in number two. I'm going to pick Dallas Cowboys number three, and I'm going to pick the Commanders number four. And I do believe that Philly Giants and Dallas make the playoffs. 
I definitely think Dallas makes the playoffs. But but they're worse than New York. Yeah. I respect it. I really do. As much as we're going back and forth, I really respect it. So I'm super in on dimes, guys. Let's just believe. I I maybe this summer for me is just more of a belief summer. I'm just gonna be the the Chandler believer. But I'm in. Dimes, poised, got the money. What does that mean? What is a belief summer? What is that? You're just making stuff up? I know. I'm going on the summer tour, and I just have I have belief in guys that some people just don't. Positive. Not Josh. Not Josh, not, though. Not, I don't know. No one I know is very positive. <laughs> Except for Madden, which, by the way, I'm not buying for the first time in 20 years. So that's really sad, but just can't do it. I don't support losing. I don't think that's crazy. So why would I want my Madden cover to have a loser on it? Blaine, go ahead. Uh, Dallas is going to win this division. Philly, yeah, something about me, like, I'm not going to do that. I, I think I think you're right that uh, that coaching staff in New York is good enough. Commanders just need another, need another year. So I'll go Dallas, Philly, New York, Washington. I love it. Predictive order of finish to finish the show. Awesome NFC East talk. Guys, the next time we do an episode, next time you hear our voices, we are flipping two with the AFC. Things get a little bit more personal as we go to the next conference. These teams really will influence how the Kansas City Chiefs will go about their season. Let's start the AFC off with the AFC East. So we'll stay In the same seaboard before we end the season with the AFC West. Um, So AFC East, first pod back uh, next time you hear us. Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, New England Patriots, and the Hell Bills. And we will bring (laughs) that all to you next time. Johnny Blaine, I really appreciate your guys' time. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. See ya. See ya. See ya.